Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. <laughs> Here I am. Oh, I don't think I've talked yet today. Uh, clearly. Um, hi, guys. Kissing microphones. I know. I just <laughs> told Noah before the show that. Um, <clears throat> I Luigi's always next to me when we tape, which is so adorable because he just knows he knows the routine now. Like he mm-hmm. wa- he wanders into the room before the podcasting room before we begin and kind of waits for me and is so excited to spend this time where I'm just he can be flush with my body sitting next to me and I'm not on my phone and I can like I'm just like kind of rubbing him. It's rare for an animal to get that. Like, I don't watch TV a lot and just sit and, like, talk to, you know, I'm always, like, on my computer, on my phone, or eating things. So, 
I think he really enjoys it. But he came up next to me to, this morning and I was like, come on up, come on up, Bubba. And I was petting him and I wanted to kiss his soft little head, but it wasn't next to mine. But for some reason, my brain thought it was. And the mic is right in front of me. So I just go. And I just kissed the mic <laughs> gently. And I told no, I go, I just kissed the mic thinking it was Luigi's head. And I was like, I don't know why I did that. And then I hugged Luigi again. And I go, I just love you. And then I kissed the mic again. He did it, again. it was recording. We should actually put it, we should put a, a, a clip of me doing it twice in a row. And, and you said it was like a morning glitch. Yeah. I liked that. Because <laughs> it's early. It's so Especially early. where you are. Is it, it's 5 a.m. where you are? Uh, no, it's 6 07 at the moment. Oh, okay, good. So you guys are, uh, but the sun isn't up saving. yet. Oh yeah, uh, nor was it for me um, when I was walking Luigi this morning. It's so weird. I, I hate when it's so dark outside, and then it gets dark early. What the fuck? Aren't yeah. you supposed to get like more light? Well, I, listen, I don't want to talk about science right now. Let's talk about politics, um, political Ugh. science. Did you ever hear political science and go, "Those are two words I don't care about"? Care about? Yeah. Actually, science now I appreciate because. It's more palatable with podcasts and people who can kind of, I mean, because science is actually important to learn because it's, you know, based in facts and, uh, you know, makes you understand your brain and your thoughts and all the things. Like, it can help you understand your emotions, even, science. Um, and obviously, Sam Harris has gotten me into it a lot. Um, but yeah, political science used to go like, oh, God, why would anyone choose that as a major? That was always a major people chose. And I was just like, I like, or... Um, you know, Middle Eastern, uh, uh, what, what, like anything, like, okay, let me just say, it's, I have not, Middle Eastern food is my favorite. Um, Middle Eastern men are some of the sexiest I've ever seen in my life. Nothing against the Middle East. I want to go there someday. I have no idea. The, the conflict over there is so intimidating. I'm like sharing clueless of like, but I thought they declared peace in the Middle East. And just like, so I just, you know, and, and I should know about, you know, uh, the, 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 I don't even want to talk about what I don't know, but like when, when any mention of Palestine and the banks and Gaza strip comes up, I, tr it's like football for me, Noah, I have tried to understand it and I sit down and I have someone explain it to me because I want to be an informed person and I want to be a person who cares about, you know, things and, and has, and maybe picks a side because I'm always like, I don't know what's, what side you're supposed to be on. Which is a ridiculous thing to say, to be like, who who's right? Can I, because it seems to me when I have asked that it's like, oh man, I kind of see both sides of things. And honestly, and, so and I can't, truly know nothing. And I know you that? know a lot more. It can be that, right? But I feel like most of the time it's not that. What I feel about any kind of thing like that generally at this point in my life is, like there's no bad countries because they're just civilians who were just born in a country like they didn't choose to be born there they're not like inherently evil because they're on this side or that side maybe the the pe power the people in power are evil and we can debate whether or not those people even chose to be evil i don't think you have really a a, a choice if you're born as saddam hussein's i mean i know this is a separate issue but like uday and Usay. Like, those guys didn't have a chance to be, like, good people. <laughs> like, they weren't set up for success. So I'm not even mad at them that they became, you know, tyrants. Um, but I digress. 
what I was going to say was I'm super into the Making Sense podcast recently, and I, I want to just get other people into it because I know I've been vocal about the Waking Up app and, and meditation, all that in the past. I've fallen away from meditation, but um, as a daily practice, it's something that I always just like use when it, you know, anxiety bubbles up. But I used to be very, um, I used to proselytize about like, you must use it. And, and it turned a lot of people onto it who still use it and like talk to me about like, wasn't today's daily meditation great? And I'm like, you don't do it anymore. But the thing about meditation that I love is that it's gentle and that I've never, I would not be doing it and I w- probably wouldn't even pick it back up when I need it if it were something that I felt I was all or nothing and that I would feel like a failure if I didn't do. So days when I don't feel like meditating, I just go, I wasn't, it's not, I don't need it because it's a thing that if I need to, if I need a hammer, I'll use it. It would be weird to pick up a hammer every day if I don't need it. But when, for some reason, this morning I woke up um, and today we're doing this podcast very early. I have a long day and I woke up at uh, 5.45, my alarm went off and I just felt so fucking good, Noah, because last Wait. night I had th- such a bad migraine. It started low level at like 6 p.m. It was just a headache. <clears throat> and if you are out there and you suffer with a migraine, I don't know how it presents for you. Some people see auras and lights and stuff. I haven't had and like different shapes like that will warn you <clears throat> in, in your visual field. You'll see things that before your headache comes on that will warn you. Um, listen, the, like it's like when a dog starts barking because of earthquakes coming and you're just like, okay, let me take my me- migraine medicine now. It kind of warns you. <clears throat> and it's so scary when those happen because you just go, oh, fuck, I know what I'm in for. I don't get auras, A-U-R-A-S, any warnings, but I do get like a low level headache that always just feels like, oh, I need to drink water. Like one of those, like just a little, little thing. And I got to the shoot that I had to do and I asked for someone for Advil or Tylenol, whatever. I don't know the difference between any of it. And they gave me some and then the headache wouldn't go away. And I was like, maybe I need caffeine. You know, maybe it's a caffeine headache. I'm very addicted to caffeine. And then I got a latte. It was decaf, but I thought maybe placebo. That didn't fix it. And then... It ju- and I haven't had a migraine since I got my IUD ripped out of my body, literally ripped out of my body because it was so wound up in my ute or cervix, whatever they, they whatever they latch it to. I mean, it's this copper thing. My, it, my, mine wasn't copper. It was I used Mirena, and um, I had, I've told the story before, but they put it in, and and it like latches to your skin. Like they have to like hook it on you, like you're an old bass fish, um, and. and <clears throat> I got it removed eventually because I I traced my migraines that I was getting chronically struggling with. Terrible time of my life when I had those migraines. Couldn't connect the two because I was so unaware of like what my, like here are the things I'm putting in my body, literally hooking to my body and here right. are the things that my body is doing. Where's the connection? I would always just be like, oh, I guess I just get migraines because I got hit by a car in 2014. I thought it was because I got hit by a car. But around that time I got hit by a car, I also got the IUD put in. And then eventually it got it taken out, yanked out, and it was so horrific. Ugh, it was the worst. If you have an IUD out there and you're getting migraines, just look into it. I'll never get um, an IUD because of your story, by the way. I feel like a lot of people do well with like a copper IUD, which is literally just a piece of copper they put up in you that is not as... Like, it's not a, just a bunch of hormones. I don't know. But y- yeah, that story, I mean, they couldn't get it out. And I had to, I felt 
them go like yank. I'm so sorry. I know people are just wincing right now. Um, and I afterwards I said, can I hold it? Like it was like a baby or something. And it had tissue on it. I mean, it was it was awful. But right away my migraine stopped. And I used to get these migraines, you guys, that were so terrible. I was um, I was uh, dating my uh, ex-boyfriend, Chris, at the time. We were living together. And he was so wonderful because he would see these coming on. And if I was dating someone that had these, I would say, just, I don't even know if I can date you. Like, you're chronically in pain. They're not going away. You're not seem to be, you don't seem to be doing anything to fix this. Because it would start coming on. And then I would just be crying and puking and, like, needing to be in a room alone. And I would just cry because it was so painful. You just feel, it was the same way I felt about my kankies. Like, that pain of, like... I just can't take it anymore. And there's no, there's nothing to soothe it. Nothing. Canker source, at least you can switch with some stuff that I eventually got from my orthodontist that saved my life and like muted the pain. Migraines though are a fickle bitch because they do not respond to pain meds. So last night I went to bed with a headache, couldn't fall asleep, even though I tried to go to bed at nine. I'm like, I'm going to get a great night's sleep. I was tired. The pain was too bad. I would listen to the Waking Up app that I have, and there's a great meditation on there called uh, Working with Through Pain. Uh, if you download the Waking Up app, they totally revamped it. And by the way, you can get the Waking Up app, which has an introductory course to like meditation. And it's like 50 you can get of that them. App. Yeah, there's 50 of them. You do a course. I think they actually made it like 30 because 50 oh. seemed too daunting to people. So he walks you through every day. You just do one for 10 minutes a day. There's 20 minute one twos. You can pick which one. I do 10 minutes. And it teaches you how to meditate with Sam Harris's soothing fucking voice. And then there's all these like lessons and like different like just um, little like monologues that he gives in a separate section of the app for meditations for different things. And just like his theorizing about concepts like regret, which was a great one I listened to today to help me like with feelings of regret of God, I should have said this. I, I could have been better doing that. Why didn't I do that? If you're someone that struggles with that, I was desperate for help when I was feeling just immense regret in my life. And that meditation in that app, you can just type in regret and you'll find it, um, was very helpful. And I'll, also my friend Chris, uh, my, the, the ex-boyfriend, um, he recently got into the Waking Up app after, you know, I've been oh, nice. trying to get into, into it forever. But he, you know, you can't force people to do things. You just have to say, hey, this helped me. And when they're ready, they'll pick it up. And he did. And he was like, he sent me the regret thing yesterday and was like, have you heard this? And I go, yes, but I haven't in a while and I need a re-up. Like, I, you need to re-listen. So this pain meditation though, dude, if anyone in your life is suffering with pain, uh, like your mom, your like parent, like grandparents, this meditation helps you think of your pain in a way that like while you're going through it, you listen to it and it has always helped me get to sleep. But last night my pain was so bad it didn't even help me. It helped me a little bit like think about pain. What The, the thing I like he says about pain and this is a common, this is a concept I also heard from this philosopher that someone turned me on to named Emil something. I know his name was Emil because my friend Emil. But he said that um, suicide is pointless because you're killing yourself because you can't, because you're in so much pain. But in reality, suicide is not the answer because you've already made it through the pain. If you're alive right now and going, I want to kill myself, <clears throat> the pain that you are talking about is already passed. You, you made it through. So like your fear is future, which you don't have the ability to actually know or predict. The pain you do know, the pain that came before and the pain you're currently in, you've already made it through. 
And the same with this pain meditation. He's like, he has a migraine while he's recording. He's like, I'm actually experiencing a migraine right now. And I'm just, you know, paying attention to the raw sensation of the pain. And he goes, the, the, the anxiety of what's coming next, that's what pain, that's what pain really is. When you're going, I want this to go away. It's not because it's like painful in the moment. It's because you don't want it because you've already made it through that moment. Like you, if you're in the moment, you're, you're alive. You made it through, you survived. It's, it's, it's the fear of the coming moment, which is an interesting concept to think of like, oh, pain is actually just being scared that it's going to keep going. So anyway, um, it helps me. But last night, Noah, I woke up at 2 a.m., which was such a gr gift when you wake up and you think it's five and I'm like, God, I have 45 more minutes to sleep, but it was 2.14. I read it as 2.41 and I go, it's either 2.14 or 2.41. Let me check it again. I know it's gonna be 2.41 because God never gives me an extra 30 minutes. And then I checked, it was 2.14. I was like, what yes. the fuck? What a great night. But my, it, my head was throbbing so bad. I woke up from the pain and I was I started to try to cry because I, but there was no, crying for me is like, a way to make people understand how in pain I am so that they soothe me a lot of times. And I just crying alone was like pointless. And just, I was just feeling so sorry for myself because I couldn't make it stop. And I took more Excedrin and I tried the meditation. I tried listening to YouTube videos about migraines, but like my, it hurt to look at my phone. And then I was thinking, do I have any pain meds? Like, you know, prescription strength. And I was like, I don't, except I know who does. Luigi. Luigi got a tooth taken out last week. And I was like, I know. And we did not make it through all the pain meds because he was didn't need them. Like he was getting, when I gave him some, he just seemed drugged out and uncomfortable. And he just didn't seem to be in pain. I looked for signs of pain. And so he has all these pain meds. And then I started reading and it was like, this thing is like an opioid. People die on this stuff. It's like, you can get addicted. And I just started getting really scared and I didn't do it. But I have never gotten a migraine like this since I got my IUD taken out and it was so terrible and I'm fucking scared um, of having it again. So I think I need these little pills that my mom had for her migraines that she would take when she felt one coming on and she gave me a couple um, and I used to take those when I felt it coming on and it would go away. So I think I just need that and I need to be very pre, uh, you know, I need to be precautious. I need to, when, as soon as I feel a migraine coming on, I, I don't need to convince myself, oh, it's just a little thing because once it comes on full blast, there ain't no turning back. So in the end, I woke up this morning and what a gift my migraine was. I would, I'm glad, I would not have wished it on myself, but I will say I woke up this morning with the lack of pain was amazing. And I would have used a vibrator on my head, by the way. That is my usual go-to. I would have used an intense vibrator on my head, but I have to shoot something today and I didn't want to look like Quasimodo. So I woke up today so grateful. The pain is gone. If I feel good, let's bring Andrew in. Andrew, by the way, has a great outfit on today and I'm going to give him credit for it because I don't usually do that because I feel like he he's asking for it and I just don't like when people are like, do you think I like when they, I don't like when people ask for things. I like to give compliments when they don't, they don't, they don't. They're not like they're not expecting ask. it. Yeah, or like not not that they're because I love giving compliments to people who are like put in effort, but it's different when you're like kind of hovering around like, do you like my outfit? And he wasn't doing that today. But generally, I I keep my compliments to myself because I'm just I can be a bitch sometimes, and I'm like, I just don't want to. He wants it so bad, I don't want to give it to him. And that's not just with Andrew; it's like across the board. And I know people are gonna be like, you're such a bitch, Nikki. I know you do this too. Everyone does it. When people want things, you tend to just like, so I'm not alone. I'm not a bad person, but um, I got to fight that urge and I'm going to give him a compliment. Stay tuned. Andrew! 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. 
His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Andrew. Good morning. I love your outfit. Thank you. I loved it so much when you didn't have the blazer on, though. I like this look, but like the with, with earlier this morning when you walked out, I was like, oh, that's a good outfit. And I didn't say it because I was in the middle of listening to a Sam Harris meditation. And I also would just told my listeners that sometimes when I feel like people want compliments, I keep them to myself. And it's such a dirty thing that I do. Not just to you, to like anyone. <laughs> the other day, my mom was like, you like it? She goes, you know, um, she, I can't talk about what we were talking about. But she's like, these cameras that have been around the house. You know, it's the last day that they're going to be here for us. And um, yeah, it's actually going to, I'm looking forward to a little break. And I go, oh, okay. And she goes, yeah, it's been a lot. And I'm like, oh, all right. Just, you know, it'd be nice if you said something once in a while and acknowledge that. And I go, wait, do I not? I was like, what do you want? And she's like, I don't know. Just saying thank you sometimes would be nice. And I'm like, Oh. oh, that's not the way you're going to get it from me, bitch. Yeah, you won't get that. And like, the thing is, why not? Why can't I just say, you know what? You're right. I haven't given you thanks. I'm really sorry. Like, I couldn't, and I become such a brat. And it turned into this entire fight in front of all these people with cameras. The cameras weren't on, but it was like, I made a really awkward moment for my mom and like, was like, oh, you're being passive aggressive about it? Why don't you just tell me you want to thank you instead of being like, it'd be nice. And I, I was such a brat and everyone who's been around me for the past couple of months with cameras witnessed me being such a little baby and was so embarrassing. But it was all from her wanting it and me being like, I'm not going to give it to you because you want it. And sometimes I feel like, not just you, anyone, yeah. I do it myself where I'm like, I'm wearing something new and I'm like, I want someone to say something and they don't give it to me and I'm so, <laughs> but I don't want to give it to them because they want it. Do you ever I get, do that? I get that. I get but that. But your outfit today was fucking cool. I... I decided to not wait for a celebrity to die to dress like them. Okay, let me Do guess. Do you know who Can I, I am? Hold on. Hold. Oh. Okay, first of all, Paul Rudd, Joel McHale. <laughs> That's who you think I would choose? I mean, no, but this is I an would outfit wait for that both I would of them see. To die. Um, Come on, think. Sweater, blazer. Um, Seth Meyers. Adrian Brody. Come on, Wait, Nick. give me, give me. Uh, Do you even know who I am? I don't know. Narcos. You've been watching Narcos a lot. <laughs> and, uh, Narcos. <laughs> and I don't know how the fuck yeah, you watch Narcos. I, I was watching you watch Narcos. And by the way, that is watching you look at your phone while Narcos is playing, <laughs> which would make sense if Narcos was in English. <laughs> but you don't speak Spanish, so you're looking at your phone. You're not looking yes. at Narcos. See? You're not looking at the subtitles. See? How do you know what's going on in Narcos? I don't. I don't. I was going to watch and, and quiz you today oh, you about and, things that I knew you had missed. Oh, I missed everything. I but missed everything. I Todos. 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 Um, Todos. Okay, tell me. Larry David. Oh. Dang. That is a Larry David outfit. You guys, check it out. Okay, for those of you listening, um, fuck you. You have to go to the YouTube ch channel. I'm not going to describe it. But also keep listening. And also, I'm just kidding. Don't fuck you. I, I love just our kidding. listeners. Um, but no, but you have to go to, the, I'm going to send you to YouTube. That's how you're going to see this outfit. And so, it's going to be in a couple days. So sorry. Sorry for those of you who want to see it now. We'll take a photo and maybe put it on the Instagram. No, or no. I want oh, them to have mind. to go to YouTube and see it. Because it, you really are nailing it. I don't want to wait for him to die. He's bald. 
He's wearing uh, little glasses. I have little glasses. <laughs> no, it's a great outfit. <laughs> yeah, why did you shave the top of your head? Yeah, too, too far. <laughs> Look, in about ten years, I won't need to. I'll uh, be really nailing wait it. Wait a second. Where did you get that sweater? And those okay, pants? so the the sweater and the jacket comes from a company called Taylor Stitch, which we walked into in San oh, Francisco. This is the way you were looking the other day on a website, and I go, yes. Jen, pick this out. Our Jen, your, my assistant, who's the best. Jen White, yeah, the Jen White on Instagram, who's she, also she a fashion like connoisseur because she did it all for F Boy. Yeah, F Boy. She was the um, the wardrobe assistant to the wardrobe you know director, and then but she usually works in production. Uh, she's done the Amazing Race, like literally like thirty eight seasons of the Amazing Race. Someone who produces the Amazing Race, I was like, not only are you a fun hang, but like I know you can manage my life. Oh if my you are, god! If you can manage anything. You could be the 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 White House. Uh, she could run the the country. I mean, if, have you ever tried? I mean, if oh! you've traveled at all, like so when I was uh, a junior going into my senior year in college, I went to Europe and we went. I How met my, you made it through and made those for, flights this, and didn't lose your passport? There's some things you're going to love. One, I had a roller bag instead of a back. You know, everyone backpacks. I had a big roller. And like, you just don't use a roller uh, when you when you go through the you, Euro rail. you don't use a roller even now when you might. <laughs> well, now. Yeah. When you have the ability to. <laughs> to roll on. Not be staying in hostels. That's a good point. That's a very good point. You're a backpack boy. I'm a bo- I'm a BPB. 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 Let's well, let's another thing. <laughs> so I meet my brother in Amsterdam. That's where you know I met Heath Ledger. Yeah. Um, and for me, if I was traveling, I would have went to Amsterdam and then maybe one other city. Right. My brother went. We went Amsterdam. Your brother is a gen. He's a gen. He's Amsterdam, he- Munich, Prague, Budapest. I was gonna say all these places you've been. I go. How does Andrew? dress so well now no 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 like how did andrew figure out all the, like he's been to so many countries and now it makes sense your brother was like planning yes. it that's cool so we went prague budapest we need people like that uh athens greek islands my, rome milan dude, I would have done, in a month i would have done month. amsterdam and nothing else nothing i wouldn't have gone else. anywhere else. i would have yeah i would have died in amsterdam i would have stayed like a gentleman i would have been seen the anne frank house and gone i'm good to go and <laughs> i just room, went, man? but the thing is there's something about that too by the way let me just say that there is something about yes. seeing a million places in one and going to all the tourist spots in one city. And there's something about living your life like Ugh. you would if you lived there, like a lazy life in a new place. So true. That's where I'm truly, this year when I have some free time, I'm going to go to Paris for a month. And, and, and maybe more than that and live in Paris. I want to. I love it's that It's always for you. been a dream. I want to do it before the world gets really fucking weird and Paris I'll definitely has, visit. Yeah, I mean, you could with that outfit today. It's very Parisian. Oh, dude, if I had a baguette and a cigarette, anything that rhymes. With an et. <laughs> and a Tourette's. <laughs> okay, that's bad. Uh, a, oh, wait, that's not Tourette's. That's Tourette's Parkinson's. Could be, uh, well, Tourette's oh, does do that, too. I don't feel like anything's bad. Like, you know, doing, um, you know, what Trump did to mimic someone with a mental illness or a, a physical handicap. I think the guy wasn't even mentally handicapped. He was physically handicapped. The guy he was mocking. Yeah. That famous... Uh, thing he did that that is disparaging someone but acknowledging that people with Tourette's yeah, have, like do a sometimes. thing yeah. or people with Parkinson's do a thing is not it's not a pejorative statement or saying that someone's in a wheelchair and acknowledging it this this new th- I get so annoyed and I've said this before Waking when I'm on observa- stage and yeah. I say something like oh you know I talk about anal s- or like licking a guy's asshole and I'm like if you want to make a guy come so fast it's like hitting a turbo button like that button like the Paul Walker button and people go oh and I go Whoa. I'm just trying to make 
make women understand what button I'm talking about in the car because we don't know that button, but we do know Paul Walker died with a very fast car. And yes, it's an ex- I could say the button in fast cars that they press in fast, fast and the furious. furious yeah. It's not, and I'm not saying his death is funny. It's just a way to get right to it, just like he did that wall. And again, he wasn't could, driving. Though. People are go could cancel me for that. Uh, he wasn't. Mm-mm. Okay, well, whoever was driving got to that wall. I, yeah. Listen, people can get go. Oh, Nikki's making fun. I'm not making fun. I'm. I, it is a joke, but it happened. Yeah. I didn't do it. And you me, sure? And sometimes you know, just referencing someone killing themselves, you're just like, oh, did you guys not know he killed himself? Am I? Did I kill him? Why are you mad at me? I'm just referencing. I think we should. Should we just act like Paul Walker that didn't happen to him, and we should only talk about him? Like, oh, we're not going to talk about the tragedy that was his death. Let's just um, uh, everything's well, fine. Also, we could talk about the million documentaries or the million interviews where people have used his death to get clout of some sort. Like, is that worse than I a mean, joke? The, the 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 joke I always think about, and I don't even know if um, I'm I'm sure she'd be fine with it. But I wrote a joke for Amy Schumer for um, the a roast, which I. You know, when I do roasts, I have all my friends. You've written jokes for me. You famously wrote um, one of my favorite jokes. I mean, you wrote a bunch of jokes that made it to roasts, I believe. But the one that always comes to mind for me was when I was making fun of um, Chris Red from oh, SNL. Yeah. I and, didn't, that was just us just talking, too. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the best roast jokes oh, is yeah. like... When I was working on F-Boy Island, I told the, it's like the crew. like a teenager found, you dressed like a teenager found $1,000 on the ground. Yes. You, and I think you, I said. You dressed like a 13-year-old. Like, I think, I think I said you dressed like a nine-year-old found. What was it? I a thousand, thought it was teenage. A $100 on the ground or something like that. <laughs> yeah. We and, changed the and age. And thank the, God he was dressed perfectly. Because that's how he dresses. For, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It was, it was, you nailed it. But you wrote that one and. But that's the best. The best roast jokes are just simple observations. Like when yes. I um said, I I didn't know what to say about Dom Herrera. Go Google a picture of Dom Herrera. I had I'm not familiar with his comedy. I didn't know him. I just looked at a picture one day and I was like, he looks like a sleepy potato. And then that was such a funny line to me to go, Dom Herrera, you sleepy potato. People are just like, it's, it's so simple, it's so stupid. My poppy could have come up with it. But taking out, you look like, and just go, you sleepy. Yeah, that there's the craft. That I, it's such craft. a little thing, but it makes it so much funnier. And saying it like you, Oof, like, ah. like, and I get that from Sarah Silverman of like you doll, <laughs> look at you sleepy potato. It's like with Historia or whatever, and you said, oh, name's so oh, Hilaria. Hilaria. <laughs> well, they told me her name was Hilar. I asked how her name was pronounced because I wanted to honor it and yeah. not like make honoraria. Yeah, and so I go. I asked a bunch of people. It's and they're like, it's Hilaria. And so when I said to him, "Oh, your wife Hilaria," and he goes, "Ilaria," and I go, "What?" And he goes, "Ilaria," and I go, "Oh, that's so stupid." Um, I, that might have been my favorite. I line. didn't repost that when the oh. Ilaria stuff was going on last year, even though I wanted to so badly to oh, be like, I been, saw it coming. I, oh yeah, you were like editing it. I remember. I, but I didn't post it because I, I like Alec. Did. I wish he did. And he was a he's a friend of mine. And but I didn't want before he was a murderer. Oh, <gasps> involuntary. But yeah, I mean, I guess technically you could call him a murderer, but it's like if you did it involuntary. Oh, I'm talking about how he murdered SNL. Uh, yeah. What are you talking about? Um, I don't know. I think <laughs> we all moved on from that, right? No, Wait, but the, what was the, the joke, joke for Amy Schumer? Favorite, so yeah. I wrote um, the joke. So she was doing the roast of Charlie Sheen and she, much like I learned to do from her and she learned from, like people who think everyone writes every roast joke. And by the way, Amy wrote one of the roast jokes for me that I get credit, that I get told is the funniest joke of mine constantly. Oh, the Spice Girls. Yeah, they, people always go, oh my God, I love your roast when we're taking pictures at Meet and Grace. I love your roast. 
that Spice Girls line, or, or the jewel jokes were amazing. And I always go, which ones? Because I wrote one jewel joke about her teeth, and then Amy wrote one, and I p- combined them. I said, you know, Jewel, I don't want to badmouth you, but God already did. I mean, that's a fucking phenomenal. I wrote joke. that one, but like Amy, Jesus Christ, Amy dude, that's wrote, so good. Amy wrote, um, oh. I love Jewel. I love your teeth, which was a perfect way to go from badmouthing to go and say God already did. I then I go, I'm just kidding. I I love your smile. I love your teeth. They're like the Spice Girls. They're all a different color, and they're each doing their own thing. But that, like, even the delivery was Amy's. Like the way but she can said I it. Be I just honest? go, what? Jewel being a good sport and laughing as was well, showing her teeth everything. made the fucking joke. Well, that's the thing. The response yeah. from the celebrity means everything. And that's why the joke that I had written for Amy, which I was so excited to get into her um, set, was Steve-O was on the roast of Al- or, uh, Charlie Sheen. And I, Ryan Dunn had just died. Remember oh, Ryan Dunn? Yeah, he okay. was, he's done. What? Like, like what happened? Like oh, cooked? No, the show. He's off the show. Oh, he died. <laughs> your joke. I I joked on your joke. Like you said, done. Like his life is done, and I was like, no, like well done. Oh, you said well done. I'm no, sorry. I didn't say well done. I said done. Like the, the like the meat. I think. Oh, 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 order up. <laughs> Digging. Just kidding. So, I wrote the joke that was and. Please, please understand. Listen, to, this is this is a perfect example of when people go oh, and it becomes controversy. Amy got death threats and had to have higher oh, I security know the joke. for the joke. I didn't even know that you wrote this. What? Yeah, I never knew. Really? Oh, oh my god, that's this you know, joke- that's not something I've ever been vocal about because I don't like to go. I wrote that, especially for Amy because she's been so generous to me. I don't want to be like I take credit for that. But the thing is, I'm I'm giving Amy credit for like. So much of my career, and the joke that one of my f- jokes that I'm uh, get the most credit for, the Spice Girls one, and many others she wrote for me, <laughs> and the fact that I went so hard on Ann Coulter was also Amy going, "Listen, I'm looking at your set. This is the first roast I did of Rob Lowe, and she goes, looking at your set, I think you just need to eviscerate Ann Coulter. Like you have this opportunity that we all want, and we all want to see it. And it was my first roast. And it was very, that was a very big risk to take to go so hard on her, and Amy was the one that was like." You have to like it's this is an opportunity that will be squandered if you don't do it. And I was like, this like I'm gonna go that hard. She told me to do my whole set the about Ann Col- Coulter, joke. which would have been awesome. Um, the Mexican joke was actually written by Mike Lawrence, and that was the last joke I added to that set. And that's the joke that I'm most famous for. That changed my career. But this joke that I wrote for Amy, isn't like, crazy? Just one joke. I mean, just one little thing. It's like, like a hit song. Yes. Yes. That's the yeah. Well, anyway, but yeah. And, so. and you know what? It wasn't even that joke. It was the fact that someone put that joke in a roast compilation on Facebook that got oh. shared by one person that might have had. It's like could be my popularity could be down to one person with eight million followers sharing it on his page on a day on Christmas Day when a p- people had a lot of downtime. It can come down to that kind of thing. And it's a video, so it actually goes back to you. It's not like a tweet or something that goes viral. Right. Your tweet going viral, which is it's still, still making going the rounds. viral. Oh my God. Andrew has maybe <laughs> the most viral tweet of all time. We'll get to that. Um, maybe uh, yeah. for a final thought. Yeah. Let me just finish this. So the joke was. Um, Steve-O, <laughs> Steve, Steve-O, um, <laughs> I'm so sorry about your friend Ryan Dunn, because Ryan Dunn had died, I think, a week or so before. I'm so sorry about your friend Ryan Dunn. I'm sure that when he died, you were thinking, God, that, that could have been me, and, and we were all thinking, why wasn't it? So 
All that joke says <laughs> is we want Steve-O to die. Yes. It's not making fun of Ryan Dunn dying in any way. In a little... Uh, no, I mean, it's not. It's, a, it's observing Ryan. It's, it's acknowledging it's making, that he died, yeah, but yes. it's not making fun of him. It's not. It's not. No, it's not pissing on. There's, there's literally. There. This isn't a subjective uh, conversation to have. Of like, is it or is it not? It's who's to say. No, I will say. It's factual. There is. I. All I am saying is, I'm so sorry about your friend Ryan Dunn's death. Yes. I'm sure you were thinking that could have been me. Okay. All of that could, is true, and I'm sure, and nothing is bad about either of those two things. And then the only thing you get offended by, or anyone gets offended by, is. And we were all thinking, why wasn't it? So we, what I'm saying is, you have a right to be pissed if you're like, you want Steve-O to die? That's why it's offensive. It's not offensive because we're saying Ryan Dunn died. We're not making fun of a dead My guy. only point, I, I get what you're saying, but my point is the joke would not have happened or would have worked would not have without happened. Ryan being dead. Well, yeah, but like jokes don't work if facts aren't things. I'm no, saying no, it's a I fact. Know. I get that. I get that. But I'm not making fun. I, I'm that. But that's my argument. Is like just because a sad thing is in a joke, yes. doesn't mean that you're making fun of that. Sad I get what thing. you're saying. I saying get- that something was the 9/11 of my life. People go, oh, I'm offended by that. You can actually get offended by that because that's making light of something that you you know you losing that earring is the 9/11. That's a, a an insane statement to make. It's funny because that's like obviously such hyperbole yeah but you could almost get mad at that joke because that's making something that was totally tragic seem not tragic but putting a fact about someone dying in the context of a joke for me i think i could fight to the death on and maybe change my change listen but my thing is i i I, cmm i change my mind i think both can be true though i think i agree with you i don't think you're making fun of the death but the joke wouldn't happen without the death. So but then also therefore, jokes wouldn't happen without words, and words were written by I mean, yeah, people I mean, that died tragically, probably. Like we can always link. But did something. they lose an earring? Right. Well, anyway. So, <laughs> but my point is that the reason that joke got Amy so much hate, yeah, was because Steve-O was like, "Yes, yeah," he like almost uh, cried. And it's like I get it because I'm sure he was just bracing himself for a joke like to be made about Ryan. How long that did Ryan die? It was like a week. Yeah, I mean. Sorry, too soon or too late. There's no time. I'm, no, no, I'm not I saying. I'm saying this I is the reason why. Saying it, a person's name, a tragic like figure, is it makes everyone tense up. But the joke itself is not. Everyone should have relaxed after that joke because we were making. I'm not saying that Siva should have like laughed, but if he just would have been like, <laughs> yes, like this, yes. like man, that is sick. And also Ryan Dunn. I'm guessing would have laughed at some kind of joke like that. I think he, he was a part of the jackass crew. I yes. think he probably had a kind of sick sense of humor. And I don't even think it's sick. The joke that he should have been offended that you. someone I wanted him to joke. die. I love the joke. I'm just saying this, no, you these don't are the, the joke isn't even that good. The fact like it's fine. The the thing is people don't don't need to get the joke in my opinion is probably a 5 in the scale of like funny or like clever, whatever. But the But I think all <laughs> things considered I'd give it an 8. Actually. All thing considered. Um All thing. Okay, but his reaction was the thing that got her the death yes. threats. His him looking like so sad was the thing that made everyone go, that was mean. And so everything is uh, Jules' reaction to my joke was made my joke work. Mm. And that's why when Caitlyn Jenner and I did the jokes about her, 
I wanted to make oh, sure she, she fucking was on board with me. And how great was she? I mean, she responded like she hated her family more than you did. I know. She was like, I did abandon them. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Go, girl. You get it. It was almost there. too much. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Good morning, America and uh, Europe and other places too. Australia. Uh, it's Thursday. You know what that means? It's Thursday. I like that the Hope only other place you can think of is Australia. Yeah, Austria. Oh, oh. <laughs> you want me to keep going? So, I know all the birds, countries. One stone. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> all right. What? Yeah. What came first? Austria. Probably. I think you mean the names? Yeah. Or like geographically. Names. Uh, who copied who? I don't know. I don't know. Dude. I don't think either Isn't of them it weird were copied. Um, you would think more countries would sound actually similar to either. They do. Estans. Oh, Costanza? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to dress like him next? Let's get he to the dies. news. All right. Uh, Uber Eats. You have a great joke about Uber Eats. Uh, that used that, to be your that a guy That a guy in the audience gave me. Listen. I am made up of jokes <laughs> other people gave me. Joke away. Okay, Uber Eats gets into the diaper delivery business, adding a new delivery category. Uh, yeah. Yeah, get- I would think that diapers are the number one thing. You're just like, oh, it's like dog food. You're like, I, I can't. When you're a vegan, there's nothing to give your dog. Like when, you're, when you eat meat and you run out of dog food, you can go, oh, I'll give him some of what I eat. When I run out of dog food, I, ha- I have to go to the store. Yeah, and every time your baby shits, it's a whole new pair of underwear. Like, imagine you shit your pants every time you had to get new boxers. Ugh. You know what I mean? Diapers are so wasteful, but, like, what are you going to do? They do groceries, prescriptions, alcohol, and flowers. Essentially, they do everything that you need because you decided Thank to have a baby. Thank you for choosing this <laughs> subject, Noah. This is Noah telling me, Nikki, you can use Uber Eats instead of asking Andrew. Oh, hilarious, Noah! No, I Noah's, love you. Noah's tuned in. Noah's too. Uh, Noah, Noah's tuned in. No, but you're right. Um, I, I would not. That's the what f- makes me scared about having children is the idea that yeah, I day. might live in a world where you know another kind of COVID happens, and I can't. I can't. What am I going to do with a baby? What if diapers? What if the diaper industry crumbles because society crumbles? Then I have baby shit all over me oh all the time. Oh, my God. What did they do before diapers? Cloth diapers. And before that? What did they do for tampons? What, they made us outside. go sit you in the shed outside. You shit for outside. a week. Um, yeah. Isn't it funny that like if you have a small village, you could just shit outside. You start getting to city category. You can't. There's a. There's like a. Yeah, long, there's plumbing. A, there's a, a thing. Long, yeah, there's That's a line. That's when they were like, we need to like do something with all the shit. <laughs> have you ever seen in medieval times there was a shit shoot? What do you mean? It was like, like a it, slide? So they would have like, you know, a tower, like a stone tower. I always see it on Reddit. And uh, you would sit in the, like, on the top of the tower and shit, and it would fall down. Oh, like our garbage chute. Like, like a garbage chute. And then it would, um like, c- fall into the ground, and then there would be someone that would scoop the shit. Like, it was their job to scoop shit and, like, take it out of Whoa. town. But uh, plumbing is seriously fucking incredible. Thank it's God. What, the water system, like, uh, all of... It's like that Louis C.K. joke where people are like, oh, my phone, I can't. It's like you couldn't even conceptualize what led to your phone being a thing, the glass being cut, the technology inside. Nope. I couldn't. If there were, I I said this before, the Louis C.K. joke, I always wanted to write a joke. If everyone that has ever lived had the same brain as me, we would still be like hitting rocks. Yeah. 
Like if me and you had to develop, like make skyscrapers, like but there were millions of us. It wouldn't. Yes. Ev- we wouldn't eventually figure out how to make technology. It would never happen. No, we would just laugh about like, look how dumb we are, dude. I can't even start a fire. We would just make <laughs> fart sounds, and maybe we maybe would have come up on how to like draw things on caves in blood. Yes, but they yes. even did that technique where they would put a like take a hollow bamboo and put red paint or dye that they got from like crushed up berries, and then they would spray it and go <laughs> and spray their handprint. I mean, that's like the earliest uh, art. I went. Oh my god, I can't talk about it yesterday, but I learned that um, owls are one of the earliest like cave drawings. And horses and owls mm. are and it, owls that you see on the cave in France. That's like the earliest. Um, Art that they found made by humans. I don't think art is made by animals, but the earliest art that they found made art by Garfunkel? humans. Um, yeah, by him uh, on a bridge over troubled water <laughs> and a bridge in Old Uvai Gorge was uh, of owls and horses. And you could look at those pictures of owls now and any. You could call me Al? Yeah, anyone could recognize that it's an owl. Like any person in anywhere would go, owl. And that's just so cool that something that was made, you know, thousands, like. Tens of thousands of years ago, we could still go, oh, that's an owl. Like, they haven't changed, and there's still something that we want to draw. It is funny, like, hieroglyphics, though. Like, no one was, like, that good of an artist. But they also didn't, they had to, like, carve. But it was the same thing as, like, tools. Like, we didn't have, like, hammers were just, like, like you know, the tools that Indians used, Native Americans used, were just so dude, if we were in the woods, me and you, and we had to figure out. Naked and afraid, fuck. I can only get one of those right. And it's the wait, no, I can get both of them right. <laughs> and that's all I can do out there. That show, have you ever seen that show? First of all, Naked and Frey would be way scarier if you had to do it in New York. Like, let's do that. Yeah, because you're... everyone would be looking at you all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. It's such an, that show is so interesting. I love watching the beginning of it when they just first meet and they're both just like naked. That's so fun. Yes, that's there where used to be this show called Dating Naked, and that genitals. was so fun. It was on VH1, and you would you just go first like date, you would do naked dating. I thought that was a great idea. We should bring it back. They go like um, this. Remember, they go. They'll like look at the dick and the pussy, and they'll go. And then you get used to it. Yeah. And by the Eventually. end of it, they just don't care. And uh, yeah. Okay, next story. So I uh, don't know how we got from there to there, but. But hey, look. we Diaper get, delivery. A 24-year-old woman was riding a lime rental moped in Brooklyn when she was struck by a box truck. Launching her body forward in front of the vehicle and then killing her. No, yeah. I was really holding out hope for that whole story that she was going to make it. Fuck. No, she really Ryan Dunn. <sighs> Too soon? Too late. <laughs> oh, that's so. That's such a shame. Yeah, those Lime scooters are so dangerous. I was watching on Reddit the other day. This girl was riding a bike and you can just see how people make one. There was someone filming these three people riding a bike across the street. And the girl saw the guy filming, so she was just like, kind of like looking oh. at the camera and kept going and kind of just steered out. It was it's in the Reddit uh, subreddit called No 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 Yes, and it, you think someone's bad, something bad's gonna happen at the end. It's yes. There's oh. also yes 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 no no. There's also maybe 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 maybe. There's like all these <laughs> different different subreddits, but this is No 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 Yes. So she's and she just you could see this huge garbage truck. A second earlier, she would be. You would watch her get flattened and just, ugh. That's like, the thing with the trucks is. They but her get, bike, b- her bike wheel like bends, and she's just kind of like laughing, like, <laughs> and it's like that reaction is. It's like when I hit a garbage man with my car and thought I killed a man. My first reaction, I was laughing hysterically because it was so upsetting that it was just like, and I was so scared that I was just like, 
And it was so unbelievable to see death look death in the eyes. Like literally we locked, it was slow motion. He jumped and we locked eyes. And then I thought he died because I hit him with a car very well, he also hard. reversed. Back co- over and then uh, and forward then again. Forward, yeah, and then the whole back. time laughing though, but it was only because of shock. And all. <laughs> Aww. Aww. That's so sad. I'm so sorry for that woman and um, her family and oh, yes, the charge they're going to get for that Lime scooter. She never was able to you know, shut it off, so she's probably still being charged. That, you know, that was the number one part of the story. The first line was woman And now her charged. parents own oh, $57,000. Yeah, and it's running still. <laughs> so to pay for their funeral costs. Lime uh, scooters are so fun, though. Don't Well, like, three don't, people died last year in New York from it. It was a moped... That, and Andrew's referring to the Revel program, which is also a moped where people died. Okay. So these things are really fun. Yeah, the but lime a moped scooters. is like a... That's a vehicle. That's like people think they could but just the ride a motorcycle. But the scooters are fucking... The they best. can go fast. Oh, and they are a vehicle. Watch. You guys, don't go on sidewalks. Seriously, and be careful on those things. Don't do it when you're drunk. All of that. And I'm so sorry for that girl's loss. <laughs> and I also am sorry for Ryan Dunn's loss. Still. Yes. Me and Emil uh, rode Lime scooters throughout D.C. Yeah. And his didn't have brakes. And uh, <laughs> that's a that's a liability. Waiting hey, to he's happen. the opener. You, I, you know, I do two more They're minutes. I get just to hang it up and call it. Hey, in. I hazed his ass. No, no, no. I really didn't. But you he cut the brakes. But it was. <laughs> It was funny That's though nice. because we were going through the intersection, and I go, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa!" And he couldn't stop because he didn't have brakes. Oh, it was a great prank. And he we'll loved miss it. him. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Um, but yeah, no, I think like just kidding. How many times were you walking through New York? We've talked about this before, where you cross the street or maybe ten streets, and you're like, "Oh, I haven't looked once." Like, and you're like, and then like, I don't know. There were many times where I almost I, got hit by a car. I in know New York I'm City. not the only one out there. How many times have you looked at your phone when you're driving? Oh, well, yeah. And looked up and go, I don't remember the last time I looked up. How am I in Nebraska? I should maybe build a house here. Let me say, I know that's terrible. But yes, yes, it's it's I'm just saying it's happened to me before. Not proud of it. And I do everything I can when I'm in the car now to go. No, no. Like I don't write back to people. I try to put it on midnight mode like I'm masturbating. And I don't want text from my dad about my aunt Lynn dying. You missed that part of the show yesterday. Oh. That's how I found out. I you put my mad. I put my phone on midnight mode to masturbate when we were in Cancun. Yeah. And as soon as and then I'm like done masturbating, I'm just like like lying in my own filth and shame. And I put it out of midnight mode. And it's just like dad. That's like, and then all of a sudden da- a text from dad. Uh, they found Lynn today. Lynn passed away. And I'm just like Ugh. I have like like cummed on toys in my hand and like a girl being violated on my screen and I'm just like laying there naked. I'm like, Oh God, she's sounds- probably looking at me right now. Oh yeah. And Lynn. Yeah. yeah. It'll pass. All right. So sounds like she went midnight mode. Let's take a break and come back with, <laughs> Oh, it's our weekly sports moment. We took you a sound break. Excited we we didn't it. do it last week. So let's do it when we get back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. 
In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's do it. Hit it, Noah. Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. Oh boy, I think you're going to love this one, Nick. 105-year-old... 105. Wow. Julia Hawkins set mm-hmm. a world record completing- Marathon? 100, no. <laughs> you think a 105-year-old can run a marathon? I bet you anything a 105-year-old has done a marathon. Before. No way. I'd bet a million dollars. Really? Not a million. Because, Noah, uh, look it up. The oldest person to run a marathon. I'd go, I go, okay, before, let's, and let's, let's like, guess run, here. Run is a, I'm just saying complete a marathon. Okay, complete a marathon without any like, no wheelchair. wheelchair, no electron. Okay, but electro- tell me what this, while she looks it up, tell me what this one is. She just ran a hundred meter dash, which when you say Whoa. marathon, is like nothing anymore. No, but uh, I'm, a marathon I think would actually be more easy because you could go slow. A hundred meter dash fe- seems fast. Well, nothing's fast for a 105 year old. I mean, they have video of Why her running. Why did she do this? She runs every year. I mean, that's what she looks. She is kind of cute. She is cute. God, one hundred and five years. She broke old. the records too. Like she, she got under a minute, a hundred meters. I mean, I don't know that I could do that. Yes, you under did. a minute, you probably could run. Oh, is this her? Oh my yeah. god, she's so what a cutie! Yeah. Look at her go! Oh my god, she looks amazing. For I mean, one hundred and five. That's insane. I'm so scared. Her bones are just gonna snap. Oh, honey girl. Think of what she's witnessed in her lifetime. 105. What what does that make her born in? The 19 teens. I know. She's seen the Snuggie. She saw the Snuggie. She saw um, uh, TLC Scrubs. She saw the show Scrubs. She saw Left Eye, tragically. Oh, my God. That video. Talk about a last image. Reddit. Have you ever seen the video, like, right when the crash happens? No. Of a car crash? Or yeah, a car crash. Car crash. She, they're, they're filming, like, a documentary slash reality show, and she's in the, or maybe someone in the car was filming her as she slept. Oh, yeah, I think I And they're all just, like, one. peacefully, like, filming, and then all of a sudden you see, like, oh, fuck! And then it's, like, you see her sleeping, and then the, it's just the wiggle of the camera, and then it's, like, lights out. It's so scary. So, so I'm guessing marathon, oldest person, I'm going... I'm going 103. I'm going 85. No way. Okay. Well, on Noah? a quick, on a quick search, quick Google. What did you say? 103. Yeah. Okay. On a quick search, it says uh, 89. Yes. But also, like, I can't read all these websites right now. So okay, I don't know I if it's it. true or not. Wow. I mean, I I'm good job. 103, Nick. Uh, 26 miles. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> like what? I just think humans are capable of so much. I think you're probably going to get to a point later on in life if you live long where you're going to like get really into running because you're going to, you know, just be like. Yeah, I'm going like to have a, a brain damage that makes me not be able to process time. That's when people can run like hundreds of thousands, oh my hundreds God. of miles. Oh, yeah, like that one Their lady. brain stops. It's it, 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 Their short term memory goes to shit. So they always think they just started running. And if you if your brain that's why when I'm running long distances sometimes I just go pretend like this is the first mile just trick your brain into thinking and then all of a sudden you get this like you get a new energy and it's so much of your tiredness is about how long you've been going which is interesting because it's just your thought it's not actual because Navy SEALs say that when you feel during a workout like 
you know, we've all been in the spin class before, Orange Theory, those boot camps where we're like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to pass out. And they say you have 15 times I mean, that amount. Wild. Times, not just 15 more minutes. 15 times the amount before you actually, your body would actually give up. Because it's so mental. So that 105-year-old could have ran 1,000 meters if, or yeah. 1,500 if she was really doing that. 105 is insane. And I was listening to a podcast about aging and they are like, whether or not the human body might find a way to survive into 140, like numbers like that pretty soon, but your brain does not last that long. We haven't found a way to keep the brain working well for that long. So you, you might live to 140, but you're going to still... You're going to have the brain of a hundred year old, which like you can't, your brain deteriorates no matter what with age and they haven't found a way to not have it. Dude, do that. Your body is going to look insane at 140. I know. So I mean, sad. I guess people were saying that when you're dying at 30 and people were like, people are living to 50. Yeah. I mean, but we've seen 105 but brain, year olds. But brains haven't caught up. Like even our brains now, like that's why no one makes it past really. I was listening to Sam Harris talk about it with Ricky Gervais and he's like, you know. Ricky's like, now, do, do when, is it anyone who, like, your brain just, like, doesn't deteriorate? And he's like, no. Like, there's no evidence. Mm. There's pe- there's fairly lucid 90-year-olds, 80-year-olds, octogenarians, 90-genarians, whatever it's called. But it... I you, wonder what age your brain is the best. Probably 27. That's when it's still taking in things, but... No, I think, oh. it's, I think it's done by then. Let's get to Fanthrax. My one other question: We only use what ten percent of our brain? Isn't that the most no, absurd you. fact? Oh, <laughs> I don't know that that's true. Hey, I that that's that's what I've heard. Ugh, but, we need to Google that too, but not now. Uh, Google uses helps us use the other ninety. It takes up the other part that we're not using. We just turn to Google. Okay, Fanthrax. Fanthrax. All right, let's get to it, Noah. What do we got? All right, our first voice message is from Steph. All right, Steph. Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. This is Steph living in Berlin, Germany. First of all, I want to say thank you sincerely for the work you do. You help a lot of people. I'm a day one bestie. I'm so similar to you guys in myriad ways. I can't believe I found my tribe in a podcast because I'm not really a fangirl of anything. I'm a little cuh like that, but I'm a fangirl (laughs) of this place and I'm part of this group. Um, You guys are all so vulnerable. You share your secrets so willingly and help so many people. You inspired me to want to share a secret back with you to level the playing field. And my secret is, is that I've been living without my two front teeth for the last six months. That's right. I'm a 31-year-old woman and I've been living without my two front teeth. I look like a six-year-old child in the body of a 31-year-old woman. Truly only like my mom and my boyfriend know this. I've been hiding it from everyone I meet, all of my friends, all of my acquaintances. I have this like fake set of teeth that I have to wear. And it's really, really stressful. I even oh. dropped them on a Greek island in the middle of summer and snapped them in half. Thank God for face masks, honestly. I, oh I've God. had an infection in the bone. I have to get them replaced. But I just wanted mm. to share that secret with you guys so I can feel a bit bit more empowered, bit 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 less fearful to be who I am. Oh my god. I'll see you guys in LA. All the swells, all of the love. Can't wait to meet my tribe. Oh, you're gonna be in LA. Oh I my mean... god. Steph, I freaking love you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh 
I mean, I can't get over the voice, the rhythm of her voice, the honesty of her mouth. Ugh. The honesty of her mouth. I love that. <laughs> she is so sweet. And like, that must feel freeing to just admit it and to say it into the world and think, oh my God, maybe it's going to be out for thousands of people to hear this thing that I'm admitting. So congrats to you for just doing that. And what a new, that's what a cool thing. We can ask people to share their secrets with us. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that, Steph. Steph, you just like started a, a new segment with us for Fan Threats. If you have a secret that you want to put out there, share it with us. And, and um, I, a little crass here. Take it out for the blowjob because I think that could be a thing. I think it could the other teeth like uh, next to it could like be very sharp if they're not. Unless he has a skinny penis, but but um, my dad yeah. actually had to have three teeth removed because of um a, a bone infection last week, and I don't know if I had talked about that. Maybe that's why you were sharing that. But um, he now has he had his front front three teeth removed and was very insecure about it and has to wait four months for it to get made stuff. I'm wondering when you'll get your teeth put in, but like, um, yeah, bone, your bone infections, not your fault. Even if it's like, cause you didn't floss, that's still not your fault. You just didn't prioritize flossing because of things that led you to not care about that as much. And it's not your fault either. So, um, I'm so sorry that, you are insecure about that and I'm grateful for you that you got to have the mask situation as well. And um, yeah, I I would honestly think it's cool if I met a 31-year-old woman who didn't have front teeth and like was just like, oh, I just like, you know, like my bone infection, I'm just waiting. Like, I think it's something that I hope this first step can take you to a place where you could maybe like be light with yourself about it and like gentle with yourself and be able to like kind of Make fun of it, and um, our friend Stavros. Yeah, he just he, he was missing a tooth. I mean, and he was gonna get replaced, and then he just like check out Stavros Halkius. Uh, uh, well, sorry, what was her name again? Seth. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think he has a tooth now, though. But it's Stavi Baby on Instagram, and he he was supposed to get it replaced right away, and then he just left it, and it became this charming thing, and he got laid so much from it because it was just. Someone that's confident with no teeth, oh. it does something to you as a woman to be like, this guy has no tooth. He should feel ashamed of that because based on what we think people should feel about not having teeth, but because he didn't care, it was so hot. It is hot. And Steph, um, I'm turned on by your vulnerability and your beautiful voice. And um, I might not remember when we meet in LA that you're the Steph so from take your teeth the thing. Out, so so just can... please, you can just whisper and be like, I'm from... I'm Steph from Berlin, and I'll remember. Um, can't wait to meet you. Next, next Fanthrax. Okay, next one is from Grace. Hey, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. This is Grace from Denver. Nikki, I have a ticket to your show coming up in a few weeks, and I am super excited about it. But I had to call in today because I was at the drugstore earlier, and I needed a blending sponge for makeup. And I went to go grab it, and it was locked on the hook. And I was like, there's one guy working at this Walgreens. I don't want to have him come unlock this blending sponge that's $5.99. So I was like, this is exactly what Nikki was talking about. I'm going to buy it. It's fine. I'm going to buy the blending sponge. And so I just ripped it. <laughs> and yes. I walked around the store and I did the rest of my shopping and I checked out and everything was fine. So and oh, good. what you said helps me in that moment, Nikki. And it made me laugh. Oh. And I'm looking forward to the show. All yes. the swells. 
Oh. Hell yeah. I was I was wondering if I she was got so tased. scared that she was gonna get in trouble. Yeah. I was like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> please let this I thought it was gonna be the Lime Scooter story. I was yes. like, please let her survive this. This was a no 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 yes. Oh, that was a total no 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 yes. Yes. But also it was a yes, yes, no, no, yes. Oh man. Because I was like, yeah, just rip it. And then I'm like, wait, don't whoa. Um, yeah. If you're gonna buy that shit, like that's the thing, like Sometimes I go to a Starbucks and I start like, I just grab a drink that I know I'm gonna get on mobile order. Like, say I'm waiting for my uh, mobile and it's not ready yet, and I w- see the cooler. I'm like, I want sparkling water. I do the mobile order and I just grab the sparkling water, and it looks like I'm stealing. And everyone there might think I'm stealing, but I know I'm doing the right thing, so I'm I'm okay with it. You know? Yeah. No, I think like uh, yeah, just rip and rip and go. Also, don't pay for it sometimes. Maybe if you rip it though, you'll go. Oh man, I just got. But don't do that. Please do not steal. Yes, and you steal other things. Yeah, stealing. Maybe someone will write in and tell us they're a kleptomaniac. If you're an adult woman who's still stealing, leave us a message or a man who's still shoplifting. I will not judge you. Maybe you get it off your chest. It would help you stop doing it. But I think that if I never got caught shoplifting, I would still be doing it. Just blur out your voice. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sitting on Just Kidding. Oh, my God. Whenever I sit on my mom's Just Kidding, it sounds like her voice is coming from my ass. Just kidding. And I wasn't. It really did. Okay. Next Fanthrax. All right. Next one is from Leanne. Hey, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. Longtime listener here since the U Up days. First, I just want to thank you guys so much for doing this podcast. I listen every single day on my way to and from work. I have an SSD day that is an hour drive. And I used to be so nervous driving on the two-lane highway to get there. Nikki, I so relate to your fear. But actually, now I look forward to the drive because I get to listen to you guys. So I have a quick story. I was at work the other day um, at my SSDJ, very quiet office. There's only a few people in there. I can't even eat my lunch in there because you would be able to hear me crunching on my shredlet. Throwback to episode 21. So I took my AirPods out of my case the other day to listen to music and you know how sometimes it will like disconnect reconnect to your phone and your phone speaker will play something out loud oh no so i just hear in my dead silent office why do i care (laughs) and it was so loud (laughs) my phone was literally on the top volume i just kind of played it off uh said sorry to the old lady behind me because she was laughing and i really hope that she's secretly a bestie it was so funny. Um, I have a quick mispronunciation story as well. My boyfriend was reading off some seltzer flavors, and he accidentally said papaya instead of papaya. So now I always think of you guys. And papaya. I see the word papaya. What a poppy. All right. Love you guys. I'll see you in Ben Salem oh in my December, God. Nikki and Andrew. Where is she going? Where was it? To Salem. Salem. We're going to Salem? In Oregon? Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh. Winston-Salem? I don't know. North Carolina? <laughs> I didn't catch but it, I, but you'll see her. I didn't catch it either, but we'll see. Just t- tell us next time, and maybe I'll listen to it on the replay. Um, so love all the, first of all, SSDJ and the Shredlet and the <laughs> just uh, so many references in there. Loved she also it. gave you um, a kiss at the end. I don't know if you heard that. She did. She just like, a mic kiss. A mic kiss. Oh, I kissed the mic today thinking it was Luigi's head. I literally was petting Luigi, and I was just like, mm. and I was just like, what am I doing? And I did it twice. We're going to put it on the Instagram because it was before the show. It was really weird. Um, so many things to say uh, there. I hate when I, it accidentally is playing loud. Oh, my God. And people for a second think that I'm one of those people who listens to my stuff loudly. 
you I know, mean, thank God it was just why do I care? I mean, I was thinking been... it could have been me crying. <laughs> That's always my biggest fear is it's me being like, and I was anorexic when I was 18 and people are like, oh, shut the fuck up. Or like, I just don't feel pretty today in my life. Um, that is, uh, yeah, I, I hate when that happens. And um, I'm so sorry you have an SSDJ. To everyone out there who has a soul sucking yeah. soul sucking um desk job desk job day job desk job um oh sorry day job no i think it's desk job but i think maybe day job fits too Standing in case you're not at an, a desk yeah some people just work at a grocery whatever it's something that's soul sucking um shout out to you like not everyone has to have a career that fulfills them and gives them purpose i think that there's so much of those jobs that can make you feel like you're not succeeding in life some people don't live to work they work to live yes. and i think that that's we need people to do ssdjs and that's not to say like just stay in your position and never strive for something more like obviously follow your heart but um if you if you can have an ssdj that someone else might look at and be like i could never do that that would be hell you might be able to enjoy yourself there's certain jobs i've had in the in the past where i go you know if i didn't if the things I love wouldn't have afforded me a career like comedy, like if I was into, I don't know, paint by numbers and I'm like, I can't monetize this. I might be able to have an SS. There's certain SSDJs that would have really behooved me. Final thought. Um, Kristen and I ran into one of, you know, the woman that um, cleans the, like she's an older woman who is probably in her like 50s. Who cleans in the apartment? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she cleans our apartment building and she's so cute. And some days I just like, I feel sorry for her because I'm like, she should be retired. She has to clean up after like people. Like she's cleaning our floors. She probably couldn't afford to live here with the money she's making. And I'm saying probably as in like, I know with the amount of money she's making, mm -hmm. she couldn't. And it's like, that must suck. And I was with Kirsten and I was like, you know, I always try to be so nice to Wait, her. You and don't know that she actually owns the building? <laughs> she just... <laughs> She just cleans it like it's her own apartment. I wish. That would be the best story. Yeah, that would have been a great... That would have been a uh, no-no yes. Oh, my God. But I uh, I was getting in the elevator, and I, I mean, Kirsten and I had just seen her, and uh, she, she said something to Luigi, and it was a sweet little interaction, but she just seemed sad to me, and she's never listening to headphones. Like, I could always go, oh, at least she can still listen to podcasts all day. She's just, like, in her own mind, and to me, that would be... I'm like, I hope when I'm her age, I'm not doing that. But at the same time, I go, Kirsten, I just feel so sad for her. Like, it, it actually, I'm starting to like almost be like, it's hard for me to look at her like that kind of bullshit, you know? Mm. Like, I wish I didn't have to see her because it makes me sad. And then I get, to, and she, Kirsten goes, I don't know. I just like to think that maybe she loves it. Like, why do we have to ascribe so yes. much meaning to her life that like she's miserable? Like, what a, like, if I were her, I would hate if people pitied me. And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Like, I don't need to feel that way about her. Um, yes, I can appreciate what she does and know that it's something I wouldn't want to do. And so I should give extra, you know, I'm going to tip at Christmas and, and smile and try to com have conversation and show my gratitude to her, to her. But the sense of pity is not one that I need to have for yes. her. Because Kristen's like, maybe she gets feels good after seeing a clean carpet. And, and maybe it's meditative for her to vacuum. She goes, I don't know, when I see people doing jobs that, you know, on the outside suck, I just like to think, Maybe they enjoy it, and I don't need to, because because Kirsten just said I would hate if someone looked at my life and said that's poor girl. Like I, that's so sad she has to do that. I also think, and I was like, wow, that really I needed to hear that from my conversations with her while I'm hitting the elevator button as fast as I can, so she can't get in. But I, <laughs> I, uh, 
<laughs> throwing your trash on the floor. And you're yeah, like, get throw, that. Yeah, get bitch. that. Get that. You missed uh, a spot, and you make it. But I really do uh, value her. Um, no, but like honestly, like I uh, when she she doesn't ever have head because she actually loves conversation, and I think like. We look at it like, oh my god, I can't believe you're in your own brain. But she probably likes it because she can talk to people and communicate, yeah. and she doesn't feel like invisible. That's what we do. We like make these people invisible a lot yeah. of times because we can't handle the sadness I, that we think they're yes. going through. Yes, and that's what you know. I had a. I was talking about. I forget what I was talking about on stage, but the, there was a few weeks ago, a woman in a wheelchair raised her hand in the middle of my show. Not her go, leg. <laughs> that's so funny. Thanks. I should have said that. <laughs> but I, I, I go, and at first when I go, are you raising your hand? I didn't see she was in a wheelchair. And then I saw she was in a wheelchair, and I thought that her hand waving was maybe like a physical disability of like she was kind of like thrashing in her chair because of whatever she was dealing with that put her in a wheelchair. So I ascribed all this meaning onto, oh, she's in a wheelchair. Maybe she's not raising her hand. Maybe I'm calling on someone who's just having a tick of some sort that they can't help. And then I, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, she is raising her hand. I'm like, what's, what's up? She's like... I want to say two things. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh, dear God. Because I was just talking about something offensive, a little bit offensive, molestation, something. And I was like, what's this going to be? <laughs> She's like, uh, well, as a woman in a wheelchair, I do feel invisible. Because I had made a joke about dogs in wheelchairs. Oh, you can yes. go, dogs in wheelchairs are great because you can go, oh, my God, it has wheels for legs. Look at it. And you can take a picture and go, what happened? Oh, my God, it's so cute. Look. But with people in wheelchairs, you just have to go like, you're the same. Yes. I don't see it. And it's like, that doesn't help wheelchair. anyone. Yeah, yeah, I always go, I don't see wheels. But it's like, yeah, yes, yeah. you do. That's not, that's making them feel. Yes. And she said, I like this woman in this wheelchair. And I don't, she doesn't speak for everyone in wheelchairs. Um, but she said that I like when people ask me what happened. And she was in a motorcycle accident years ago with her boyfriend. And so she has, a, a, I guess, a, a more interesting story than maybe, or, I, a, you know, interesting in quotes than someone who was maybe born with a congenitive, is congenital, geni, I don't know, a, a disease that they were born with mm -hmm. that put them in a wheelchair. That's maybe, but I think that people in wheelchair, I go, so if I'm in line in the grocery store and I see you at self-checkout or whatever, I can go, what's, what's, what happened to you? And that wouldn't offend you? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that to people, but I know the answer for people who are maybe morbidly obese or have facial disfigurements or are little people or in wheelchairs, anything that physically makes them stand out, the answer is not not looking at them. You want to know the difference to me? Hmm. She was in an accident. She she has a story. She has a, One, she has a story. Maybe she wasn't driving. I'm saying she didn't. Maybe they drove reckless, recklessly, which led to the accident. What would be a story that someone wouldn't want to tell? If if I oh, asked what I happened just, to you, what would well, be like, something? Well, like I'm just that, saying, if someone's like morbidly obese, they just keep. Well, I'm, I don't eating. say to, to someone who's morbidly. What happened to you? What no, I'm no, saying. No, no, no. I'm saying that's the difference, though. To, to, in my eyes. Like, what do you mean? No, I'm just saying about people that have something going on that you yeah. go, oh, that's diff. That that stands out. You know, someone who's who's morbidly obese might stand out in a crowd of people who aren't. Like, and, and your first reaction would be, I'm not going to look at them because they're going to think I'm making fun of them if I look at them yes. or I'm judging them. But truly, you're just looking at them like you would in any other person. And I feel the th literature I've read from fat people who have written about the fat experience is that a lot of times they feel invisible because people are trying to be polite by not looking at them. Mm -hmm. But it inst in instead, it makes them feel like they're not even there and they're ignored. So it's it's like the attention they get is always negative. 
because it's the people that go, oh, are laughing. And then the people that are decent who wouldn't ever do that don't even look at them. So all they're getting is attention that's negative instead of just being looked at like a normal human. I think I think I guess if you're asking, you know, what's the story behind this? Like if someone's in a wheelchair, yeah, it could it could be I'm too fat to walk. Well, that too. But it could also just be seen as like. Oh, what's what's what happened to this? Why you're why this negative thing is happening to your life? Like that? Yeah. But I I, I mean I'm not I'm saying she didn't speak for everyone in wheelchair. Yeah. That was just her experience. I would like to hear from people who might be handicapped or have some kind of physical disability. If you mind when children who don't have a filter who yeah. are generally the people that go, what happened to you? But like I remember seeing that guy in the Cayman Islands who had a gigantic scar on his leg, and let's be, he was able bodied but he had a gigantic chunk taken out of his fucking leg. Oh yeah. And I go, what the fuck happened to you? And he goes, I was attacked by a bear. And he, I go, do people ask you about it all the time? He goes, no. And I'm like, but you're always wearing shorts. He's like, they just don't. I'm like, people see that. And that's a good story. People should be asking. There's, And it's not your fault if you're obese. It's not your fault if you're in a wheelchair. It's not your fault if you were in a drunk driving accident that caused, like, that you were the driver. Like, it, you didn't want that to happen. Maybe you learned from it, but... um. Yeah, even someone who's obese, I mean, I'm not going to go, what happened to you? You were molested, and so now you eat your feelings? Like, oh, cool story. Like, there's always something you could, there's always a story behind it, but it's never, oh, you're just a lazy piece of shit. To, to me, that's never the answer. And um, I just, yeah, so I just, I, I implore people to read about the fat experience because you can make, or any experience that isn't your own, because it's just so, it's so good to hear from people who you assume you know what's going on. You just, you just don't. Like, hearing from little people. Like how that is walking around as a little person because so many people point you out. I've been with so many people who go, a little person. Like people that are like scholars. Little or tall. Yeah. Or tall. Oh my God, that guy's so tall. It's like. Dude, how tall are you, dude? Oh, they get it all the time. And I heard I, a story. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in a um, elevator with Will Chamberlain. And a guy goes, uh, how's the air up there? To Will Chamberlain. Yeah. And Will Chamberlain spit on the top of the guy's head and he goes, it's raining. It's raining. And you have AIDS now because I've slept with 25,000 women. Hey, that's just hearsay. And you can't get AIDS from spit, so that's a, a other thing. And I please no. don't cancel me. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the show, you guys. Uh, we will be back to uh, Monday. To Monday. See you in... Um, I'm going to be in L.A. Monday, Columbus by the way. And, I haven't told uh, you guys yet. I just changed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be remote next week. We'll see you in Columbus this weekend and Huntington, New York. York. And then the next weekend, we're going to be in Los Angeles and San Diego. Hope you come to those shows. And then Denver. With no teeth. And I, yeah, come with your teeth or without teeth. We'll see you there. Thank you for the fan threats. Keep them coming. And we love you. And Luigi's getting alert because he knows it's coming. Uh, Don't be cut. And Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, my God. I'm getting good at these. Yeah, I'm not. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts oh hi i'm rachel zoe and my podcast climbing in heels is back and better than ever You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 